0: that he stole your name, and I said, first of all, lots of people for themselves Freeman, but I can assure you that Ian doesn't believe in intellectual property rights, so he doesn't
1: own that name. Yeah. <laughs> please, take my name, please. Also, oh, exactly. shit, we are on the radio. <laughs>
2: this is Free Talk
1: Live. Dial in toll-free take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Joining you this evening. It's Ian, Michelle, and Mark. All right, so, of course, you can take control. Of course, we'll also bring up things uh, for you to uh, discuss, should you like, should you find them interesting. And, Mark, last night, I don't know if you have got this ready. We just kind of ran uh, in here just before the show, uh, but or at least I did.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting here.
1: The Food Pyramid. Story that I found uh, like an interesting uh, topic because they just changed the food pyramid. It wasn't long ago. I mean, the food pyramid had been one way for a long time. Then they reversed the food pyramid, and now because it it was then like the food funnel. Right, right, right. Because it was a pyramid with the larger part on the bottom. Before that,
0: it was a square.
1: Really, I don't even remember that. That's
0: because I'm so much older than you, Ian. (laughs) So, it was the four food groups. Do you
3: remember that, Mark, the square? Um, okay, I remember the four, four food groups part. I could act smart because I've read this article, <laughs> and she's right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I d- honestly didn't think of it as a as a rectangle, but I do remember the the, the four basic food groups, kids.
0: But three-fourths of it was um, controlled by the uh, the meat and dairy industry, which was pretty funny.
1: Uh-huh figures so it's a political <laughs> thing It's a f- political football all along well and- it
3: was uh, I, I think it was dairy according to this i think it was uh, dairy and meat and that's half and then fruits and vegetables was a quadrant and then breads and cereals was a quadrant
0: okay you're right i stand corrected so only half so they had all of um they had dairy distinguished from meat as if the, rather than just putting all the animal products into one,
3: basically what you had was three quarters of the food group called subsidized, highly subsidized, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then okay. one one quadrant was called like lightly subsidized.
1: Uh-huh. Buy our stuff, yeah. Uh, so what has happened now? Because they have
3: changed things again. Once again, they've changed it. Uh, now it's um, choosemyplate.gov. Oh, geez. First Lady Michelle Obama and Agricultural Sec- Secretary Don- uh, Tom. Vilsack announced today that the USDA will throw out its famous food pyramid, also known as My Pyramid, and replace it with My Plate. The USDA food guide has had <laughs> it's many. A pie looks. chart now? What's that? Is it a pie chart now? Uh, it, it looks like a plate. I mean, we probably
0: it's- can't call it a pie though, because she frowns upon "quote unquote" junk food. So that might, in, you know, if we call it a pie, that's too close to. Uh,
3: Junk food, maybe. It would be a pie cut by a drunk person, anyway. <laughs> it's not really set up that way, you know. you're it's got smaller sections and larger sections. It's but they're not pie shaped.
1: I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, I see what you're uh, see what you're talking about. There are different colors. There are four different colors on the plate. Five.
3: What? Five.
1: Uh, I see there purple, are four orange, on red, the and plate. green. There's see? a blue one that looks like a cup. It's a, that a cup, is yeah. somewhat nearby. Side of side oh. Of plate,
0: yeah. Oh, that's so supposed to be the glass.
1: Yes. Apparently. So, Mark, oh. tell me all about this.
3: All right, so um, it's it's because
1: I just love following the government's suggestions as to what I should eat.
3: <laughs> the US days, that's you know know—they're the only thing.
1: looking out for your best interests.
3: These people, people are on all ki- kinds of different diets right now. Lots and lots of people doing different things. There's people who are doing the the, the low carb, yeah, the low carb thing. With it, there's lots of that. Good for them. It seems to be working for them. Sure, that's it fine. It works
0: to it works to help you lose weight, but it does not help you be healthier.
3: Hmm. I think that's true. I think he needed to do some a certain amount of exercise. Dale says he's the healthiest he felt in a long time. Fine. I mean, how can you disbelieve a, a person? He also said he started working out uh, this week too. So well, no, he
1: said that before he uh, started working out.
3: It's got a gluten allergy. Okay, gotcha. so this doesn't work for everybody. Hmm. USDA's, uh, and, and I think that that's the of point. Of course, it here. doesn't work for everybody. Everyone's different. There's right. no right. That's the point uh, <laughs> that I'm trying to make right. to you that this. It doesn't work for everybody, and there's no uh, panacea here. The USDA's food guide has had many looks throughout the years from 1958 through 1979. That's 58's the hubris where they really stepped forward and said, We're going to tell you how to eat, America. Mm-hmm. The guide was a rectangle that had the four basic food groups blocked out dairy, meat, fruit and vegetables, and breads and cereals. In 1979, a stacked diagram was introduced it placed fruits and vegetables on the top and meat products on the bottom. Only a year later, the USDA conducted research for a new image that uh, producers of food um, that were placed on the bottom began protesting. The new design was released in 1991 and then promptly withdrawn and redesigned due to uh, pressures from the meat industry whose product was recommended only in small quantities. So, you know, there's the pressure Mm -hmm. uh, from, from these these groups, these interest groups. Hey, that's not fair. Hey, people need to eat more meat. Wait, look Those, at all this
1: money we've given you.
0: And the Inuits, the poor things, they're going to have a hard time, you know, fulfilling any dietary guidelines considering they're able to get roots uh, part of the year, but pretty much blubber e meat for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's pretty
3: much it. Hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, you're not growing any corn up in, uh, you know, the, where, where the Inuits... The tundra, live. right. Yeah. The pyramid was met with anger from nutritionists who said that it... it Encouraged eating too much grain, which in turn encouraged obesity. In 2005, this is pretty recent, uh, the USDA replaced Mm -hmm. it with the current symbol, My Pyramid, which (laughs) the My Pyramid really addresses the problems Uh, of people being on the top and people being on the bottom. It's slices of a pyramid all going up to the point. So nobody's uh, on the top or the bottom. You're on the outside or the inside. I didn't know that.
1: I guess I'd never, I, I feel like I'd seen it. I thought they reversed it. That's not what happened. Made it huh? like an
0: ice cream cone, you mean? Yeah,
1: I thought they made it into a funnel. As they you turned mentioned it 90 earlier. degrees.
3: <laughs> the hell. I wonder what on you outside. were talking about the funnel, too. I just knew what a pyramid looked like upside down when I said the, the funnel. I, did, I, huh. I didn't know what you were referring to precisely. So, anyway. <laughs>
0: But if it's an isosceles triangle, then it, even if you turn it 90 degrees,
3: then the, the the triangle itself doesn't turn. The group, the food groups turn within the triangle. Oh, yeah,
1: it's I, That's you know, tricky. But not yeah, the best okay. way to describe it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's like, like
3: a bunch of ice cream cones shoved together into one ice cream cone, making a you know multicolored ice cream cone. Does or imagine like
1: uh, rays of different colored lights rays, yeah. coming from one light up at the top, all spreading out down toward the bottom.
3: That it's like the the, the light that goes to the Pink Floyd. Uh, uh, pyramid. Uh, Pyramid and then shoots out the, the dark things. side of the moon. Yeah. The prism. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So, but it's a prism shooting downward at food. Way less cool, though. <laughs> Way less cool. A lot less cool. There's a there's a person, a stick person, climbing it, too. Right. In, <laughs> climbing the food. In an interview with WebMD, Robert C. Post, deputy director of the USDA's Center for Nutrition Policy and Promotion, said, my pyramid was failing to capture the public's attention. The new <laughs> symbol for the USDA's Food Guide is meant to inspire the public and actively lead people to make the correct eating choices, particularly in supermarkets and restaurants. Does anybody believe that this educates people really in any way? I mean, are people going to be inspired by the new MyPlate.com? What is it? ChooseMyPlate.gov? So let me see if I'm clear on something. Have they actually changed
1: the recommendations again? Or are they just changing the way it's displayed?
3: mostly that okay so there's a big section they're hiring a
0: graphic artist uh, right and they're hiring whoever does the you know the posters and things so they're providing jobs
3: they're paying way too much i'm sure (laughs) big sections of vegetables and grains uh small sections of fruits and proteins uh protein of course is this is a bow to the uh the the vegetarians out there so just get your protein somewhere and then there's a sort of Circular space that's I guess about the size of the the fruit or the protein in dairy that's just off to the side
0: it's so anger it just angers me to no end because i've used nutrition to heal myself from cancer and to heal other people from cancer as well as other asthma and other ailments and um, you know all fruits and vegetables are not alike as well as proteins and grains, for example, you cannot equate potatoes with Asparagus. Nor can you. Isn't eat...
3: a potato. So some people wouldn't know that that cons- would be considered a grain. Well, by... it's a
0: starch, even yeah. though it's a root vegetable. Right, right. And
1: haven't I haven't heard that a grain. darker fruits are better for you than the ones that aren't so dark.
0: Well, if you're talking about too. antioxidants or beta carotene, or you know.
1: All right, so 800-259-9231, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want, comment on the uh, government telling you what to eat, or anything you want, take control.
3: This is Free Talk Live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation, forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. We use
1: Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And joining you here in the studio tonight, it's Ian.
0: Michelle.
1: And Mark. Once again, toll-free, 800-259-9231. All the features on our site, by the way, are completely free. We've got listening options We've got a broadband stream and a dial-up stream, and they are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. So if you've missed a moment, you can just click in that way. And, of course, uh, you can also listen on our 101 great radio stations across the country. The satellite listening options, including two XM satellite radio channels, as well as our free-to-air satellite channel webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com for details. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Once again, the toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. The food pyramid being changed yet again. This time it is uh, not a pyramid anymore, and it had been for nearly two decades. Uh, apparently they haven't really changed the recommendations too much uh, this time around, but they just they are disappointed in the American people. The, your government is disappointed in you Americans because, Isn't it
0: funny that Bill Clinton, several years ago, was was uh, when he was president, he was taking his morning jog to McDonald's, and at that time, you know, McDonald's was heralded as being, you know, French fries were potatoes and a vegetable, and <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever they say. Okay,
1: so they're disappointed because uh, Americans aren't paying attention to them. They are the government, and they know what's best. And how dare these? Americans, how dare they just decide for themselves what to be eating? How dare they not be just absolutely awestruck by our brilliant food pyramid? Now we are going to change things. We're going to hire a new graphic designer and we're going to uh, release something new and market it. And we're going to hope that the American people will pay attention this time. And I see no reason why the American people are going to pay any more attention this time than they ever have in the past to whatever it is the government wants them to hear about. So-called, what they should
3: be putting in their bodies. I think people just largely ignore this stuff. Uh, they, they might look at the colors at some point, but I just, I can't imagine they get their nutritional information from. The government. I mean, these these food pyramids. I I Think don't know. About maybe about third grade
0: though. Remember in third grade or so, uh, we were. That's when we were required in school to learn about them. We had the projectors and up on the sc- up on the. Oh, I remember screen. the four
3: basic food groups. Yes. No doubt, that's imprinted on my mind. Maybe they're maybe they're teaching kids in school with their little MyPyramid.gov. Well, in maybe. a lot of
0: schools now, in um, in elementary school anyway, you have to take a sheet of paper home and you report. What you eat at your home, what? and then your parents get graded.
1: Really,
3: I, I wouldn't swear. doubt that at all. <laughs> Absolutely, wow. yeah. I wouldn't doubt that at all. I mean, and that so, just sounds like the kind of thing that they do.
0: So, think about that story we reported on the family. I believe it was in Germany or Great Britain, where it was the um, the breastfeeding woman whose whose baby had died, and uh, because she was a vegetarian, the parents vegan, were right. vegan. Excuse me. Yes. So imagine that. So imagine your kid goes home and comes back, and they don't have any meat on their sheet. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're certainly not obviously healthy. But they eat things like quinoa, which I was talking to Mark about um, on the break. And that, that would be considered a grain because you cook it like rice, but it's actually a protein. Hmm. So um, and avocados, people argue, are those a fruit or not? I call them a fruit. But um, in any case, they're the most important thing about avocados is the uh, the fat in them. They're the best quality fat, other than olives, that you can eat.
3: Hmm. As I understand it, yeah.
1: So this is all kind of part of this larger picture where government uh, pretends to know what's best for you. And of course, as you already pointed out, and I think rightfully so, Mark, humans are different. They have different metabolisms. They have different needs. They have we're not all the same uh, as far as internally. Uh, also, interests. Best. I mean, you know, people are going to have different interests on what to eat, and that's important. People have different tastes, what they like, what they can tolerate. Uh, people have
0: allergies and they can't eat sure. some things.
1: Sure. So, uh, government, of course, can't take that into factor because government comes up with a one size fits all solution. And as we know from looking at government programs, the one size fits all solution. Typically, it doesn't doesn't always work out for everybody. I don't know what's best for people to eat. I would never go out on a limb and say what's best. I think that uh, people should follow their instincts and uh, follow
3: the advice of nutritionists or doctors or whoever it is they trust. I've got some advice. If you open the bag and then begin eating, don't eat it.
0: I have another piece of advice. If you cannot pronounce the ingredients, don't eat it.
3: (laughs) These are some pieces of advice that one might, uh, you know, these seem like little things you could take home with you. If you, you're saying not, not to eat anything bagged, Mark? I see you eating pork rinds in here all the time. <laughs> right, right. If, you op- if you open it and eat it. Pork rinds, uh, you know, I was on that low-carb diet for a while. Yeah. He's
0: like, pork rind is, baby! Uh, you know, and
3: pork rinds are the, like the one snack food you can have. Cheetos? <laughs> mm. Okay,
1: so my point here is that uh, the government would like to get you to believe that it knows what's best, and if people actually start to believe that, then that can be kind of dangerous because then you've got a situation where the government will maybe outlaw things like they have tried to do in certain places. Uh, New York City, for instance, has – and I don't know if this has been rescinded. I don't think it has. But the trans fat ban yes, in I New remember York City. Yeah. yeah, I think it's still going uh, where businesses – Can't see why it'd go away. Yeah, businesses cannot cook with trans fat, which, of course, mm-hmm. is margarine. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the issue where science – seems to keep changing its mind different scientific studies are done and heralded as the truth and then later you find out mm-hmm. something different is the uh, is the case like eggs
0: eggs Perfect were bad example. eggs yeah. are
3: good yeah. Yeah. yeah so what's the eggs truth? Were, were eggs are probably the best example uh because you know they're sort of natural but margarine and trans fat mm-hmm. they're the same thing and there was a time when butter was bad margarine was good That's right. right and now it's butter's good a margarine's bad mm-hmm. and there's probably there's probably more examples that are coming to mind right now but yeah you know these these things are important at one point cigarettes were prescribed by doctors <laughs>
0: well you know i think the most heinous thing that the government has done regarding food in the last 50 or so years was making sugar um we used to export sugar, and now we import sugar. And when that happened, high fructose corn syrup became really popular because it's very cheap relative to sugar. And well, so, because
1: they put a bunch of—I thought they put a bunch of tariffs on the import
3: of sugar. Yeah, I thought that was the reason for it too. But you know,
0: well, but we initially were exporting sugar, like we were sugar manufacturers in Hawaii, and then they stopped growing. Now they no longer grow sugar in Hawaii. Why is that? Um, because we, I guess, I guess the United States thought that it would be good to employ um, the Philippines for sugar and and make. You know, contracts with other governments and say, "Oh, okay." Kind of mm. like we contracted to so buy rice. That's the reverse of what Japan. I
1: heard. I don't know. This I'm curious to find to verify. Then, because uh, th- what I had understood was that the government put tariffs on sugar because most of the sugar was coming in, coming in from outside the country. The sugar producers wanted protection from the uh, the you know the low priced sugar coming in from outside. Right. So tariffs went up on importing sugar. But it wasn't Therefore, imported
0: until it was in Hawaii made basically non-profitable um, to grow sugar so like all the sugar canes that you mm. see you know pure cane sugar from hawaii growing in the sun yeah that's gone
1: toll free numbers 800-259-9231 i want
3: more old jingles
1: that's the <laughs> Saquel cai toll free line more about food and control in moments your calls as well 800-259-9231 because it doesn't get better from here 1-800-259-9231 free talk
4: live Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Sloven. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
1: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. there. totally free, so enjoy those on us. By the way, uh, note to the board operator, I don't have you on the instant messenger, just so you know. I have no idea if we have anybody on hold. 1-800-259-9231. We're flying blind here on uh, Free Talk Live. <laughs> But once we get the technical difficulties ironed out, we will take your calls about anything. In the meantime, we're talking about food and control and the government. We will continue in moments.
3: LibertyManiacs.com. They have the largest online brand featuring the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparels, embroidered hats, and over a 100 different other products. As a matter of fact, uh, Michelle's wearing one of her her Liberty Maniac t-shirt here and uh, showing it off to the cam at cam.freetalklive.com. It's a nice shirt. And she makes it look good, that's for sure. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, LibertyManiacs.com is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement worldwide with intelligent, eye-catching, fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. No hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. New products almost every day. LibertyManiacs.com.
1: All right, so toll-free number 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. We're talking about food and what started this conversation was the fact that the government, the U.S. government, is changing its pyramid again. It was the food pyramid, then it became my pyramid uh, after they redesigned it a little bit, and now it is not going to be a pyramid anymore. It's going to be the food plate, which kind of brought up this conversation about food in general and how people are different and how it's absurd to believe that there could be this uh, one-size-fits-all set of recommendations that somehow would be useful for everyone in the world or in America or whatever.
0: Well, you know that everything that's good for America is good for the whole world.
1: And then there's the the issue of the government uh, tariffs. We were getting into mm-hmm. sugar and uh, high fructose corn syrup. Now, according to the Wikipedia article here on high fructose cor- corn syrup, the claim is that uh, the reason why sugar, the the reason why high fructose corn syrup became popular was because of the tariffs, as well as subsidies. So it says here factors. Uh, eight, high fructose corn syrup is the, among the sweeteners that have primarily replaced sucrose, that is table sugar, in the food industry. Factors for this include governmental production quotas or of domestic sugar, subsidies of U.S. corn, and an import tariff on foreign sugar all of which combine to raise the price of sucrose to levels above those of the rest of the world, making HFCS, that is high-fructose corn syrup, less costly for many sweetener applications. So it's a number of different things, according yes. to this, that uh, drives the price of sugar up, and most of those things are governmental policies.
0: Absolutely, and, and when you think about corn, for example, you know, there's been this, this uh, urgency to grow corn in order to have ethanol, but the fuel cars the um the uh dual fuel option cars that were you know supposed to take off and be so popular a few years ago really yep. didn't the
3: ethanol stuff
0: yeah so now they've got all this corn that they've subsidized farmers to grow they're no longer growing their wheat and what have you instead they they were paid to grow corn now they've got all this corn they don't know what to do with it and so
3: be a lot of canned corn in the grocery store,
0: <laughs> of, but it's not even really edible. I don't think it's it's a different grain of corn. I oh, mean, initially, corn that, true. that was edible was only about you know two or three inches long, the, not that, this twelve
3: inch. There thing. are certainly different strains of corn. Some of it's meant for feed, some of it's meant for eating. And yeah, I like suspect, what's that
1: Indian corn that you see at uh, Thanksgiving sometimes with the different colors? It's for decoration, right?
3: Uh, b- That's but, for
0: multicolored popcorn.
3: But that's not that's not edible. It doesn't look edible. I, well, you could eat it, yeah. uh, but you know, it's. I wouldn't call it. it it's not going to be as good as the uh, sweet corn that you get in the grocery store mm. that you put in the boiling water. You take. Wait, out have and, you
0: ever had corn raw? It's really good. It's raw. Sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. When I was raw foodist, I ate raw corn. No, I
3: haven't had it. I mean, it's certainly my uncle grew corn, and we'd take it from the you know the stalk and drop it in the pot. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be five minutes from picked, and that's the best way to have it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But. So the government people would love
1: for you to just fall all over their recommendations about what it is you should be putting in your body. They would love for Americans to take it more seriously and pay attention. That's what this whole redesign is about. According to the people that are involved, they're saying that Americans
0: aren't paying attention to our food. Have they provided an incentive? Is there a reason I should listen to them?
1: They are the government. Oh, you should right. listen because what you went to government I school <laughs> and you should know that when government says something, when the government people say something, that you should listen and you should uh, change your lifestyle and your habits I stand appropriately. I as according to what the government said, this is what they would like. They would like for people to just fall right in line with whatever it is they say. Mm-hmm. Because if people were to be so docile, and generally Americans are docile, but in a different way, Americans are docile. This is the lethargic. In, they're lethargic. They're docile in the um, in the way in which that they're going to do what they can to avoid being aggressed against. They're going to, you know, they're going to pay the taxes. They're going mm-hmm. to jump through the hoops. They're going to follow the regulations. But when it comes to eating, they're not as docile because they're still in total control for the most part of what they can eat obviously the government still regulates things like so you got the corn syrup and whatever but, in
0: everything nearly but
1: people can still go to the the store they can still buy the the new sodas that are coming out with sugar sure. in them yes. they can still they can still buy whatever it is that they generally want to for the most part and so at this point, the government doesn't have a way to micromanage that in people's lives. So it's essentially government people who love to micromanage. They love to control, but they can't. They, they're they frustrated by the idea that Americans are still thinking for themselves. They're still doing what it is they want when it comes to eating.
0: Yes and no. Um, I read of a school recently that was our school district where it's illegal for parents to send Sack lunches now. The kids are required. Oh, that was scary. Yeah.
3: That's one school yeah. in uh, Chicago. You're right, and mm-hmm. uh, apparently they can do whatever they want. According to the Chicago school district, it's scary stuff. The parents can't send sack lunches. You're forced to send your kid there, and then the child is being forced to eat. The food they provide
0: slop that comes from a can, not, you know, fresh vegetables or whatever. And and uh, yeah, no, that's just that, would, that I that if I my kids were in a public school at that point at that juncture, I'd rip them out simply yeah. for the fact that putting whatever you put in ingest into your body is fundamentally your own right.
1: So when you've got freedom and the government squashes it, it's it's apparent to you. You had something, they took it away, you've lost something, Mm -hmm. you know this. When you're born into a situation in which you don't have the freedom, it's not the same. You don't know because you never had it. And so, therefore, it's harder to bring people who are born into a system of tyranny or slavery to the conclusion or the understanding that they're under a system of tyranny or slavery. So people are rel- – like the internet, when the government wants to crack down on the internet, there's all kinds of outrage because people realize that they have relative freedom on the internet. And mm-hmm. They like that, a lot of them about the internet. I'm excluding the control freaks. I'm talking about I think most people on the internet appreciate the freedom. That's there. And I think most people appreciate the ability that they can control their own uh, food supply. They don't go to the government food store. It's not one size fits all food distribution in this country, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. That didn't work very
3: well in Soviet Russia. Oh, I, well, hold on. I don't know that they appreciate the freedom. I think they appreciate the choices. But and, when it's taken away is when they realize. But that. They, you see, the government doesn't take away as, um, at the same – the government takes and gives at the same time, you know? It, uh, it, it gives you – No, it you. took away uh, trans fat from New York City. I mean, they took it away. Sure, but there's all kinds of subsidies going go in the food in New York City. There all kinds
0: of fat-free food offered at the same time, too.
3: New York New York City is going to take care of you if you get too poor. They've got the, some of the, the the largest infrastructure for homeless people Although out there.
0: Although it is illegal to feed homeless people, remember that.
3: In, ho- in New York or Orlando, I don't know. Orlando I mean, for sure. They just arrested people for it this week. But they have with your point? you know, the, the, what I'm saying is is that if you ask people if they want free food, you want the grocery stores to give out free food, they'd say, "Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, of <laughs> course. Of course." And what they don't understand that is if, the you know, the free food would come from the government and therefore you'd have a situation where you'd head in Soviet, Soviet Russia where you'll have one type of onion.
1: Get the bread. Yeah, bread in the water, right? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you're right about that. But my point being that right now we've seen situations where the government has changed regulations. They have proposed uh, new ones like the, uh, gosh, what's it called? The. What's the UN food thing that people have been so concerned with? Codex? Yeah, Codex Alimentarius. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of outrage about that. I mean, clearly some people aren't paying attention. Most people aren't paying attention to those proposals. However, if all of a sudden a lot of your favorite foods go away and you find out that it was a government, it's going to make some people angry. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, which is one of the reasons why the government would like people to be more obedient with their uh, food choices and, and pay more attention to them. Which is why they're trying to change the food pyramid into this food plate thing and pitch it ever again to the US people. It's free talk live. More coming up.
2: Hi.
1: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And again, freetalklive.com, you'll find features there, and you'll find that they're free, unlike those other talk show hosts. So if you want to support Free Talk Live, considering we give you the website for free, you may voluntarily do so at shop.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through the links you find there. There are different links for different countries. You click into the appropriate one for where you live and then get your shopping done. Amazon will deliver it to your door. You will pay the regular Amazon prices, great prices typically. Uh, you enter through those links, though, and Free Talk Live gets a portion of the profits that Amazon would normally take all for themselves. They send some of it over to us when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. Once again,
3: shop.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? Maybe you're going to Pork Fest. Uh, lots of folks uh, getting camping and shooting gear for Pork Fest. Probably not a lot of hunting going on at Pork Fest, at least not hunting for animals. Man Venture yeah, There is
1: like human versus zombies game going on or
3: something. Yeah, don't shoot anybody with the gear that you get from Man Venture Outpost and Human versus Zombies. Right. Uh, ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. No Nerf guns manventureoutpost.com they're family owned and members of the better business bureau you do not know how you don't know what it takes to be a member of the better business bureau you have to have a uh, you know you have to have good customer relations to be able to do that prices is so low in some cases they can't even be advertised the manufacturer says that uh you know they 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 stipulate that you can't advertise them because they're so low you can get an additional 5% off with the coupon code FTL get it quick get it from manventureoutpost.com
1: all right, so toll-free number here, 800 259 Maybe you've got some thoughts on the government food situation as they are changing the pyramid, the food pyramid, into a plate. And it's because they are worried that Americans just aren't paying enough attention to them and the government's recommendations are so important. And so we'll just redesign it. We'll make it look different. And then we'll spend a bunch of money promoting it. Like, remember how they spent, like, millions of dollars, $50 million or something like that, promoting the changes to the currency when they made the the prettier, supposedly prettier currency with the, the extra color and the bigger heads of the the people on them.
3: Remember when they did I that? Of sa- course I do. Yeah. I it. couldn't say how much they spent, but they
1: I, spent I do millions.
3: Remember. They spent millions on marketing well, their own currency. It's important though because <laughs> the reason is really? the average cashier that's not plugged into you know what's going on says. Oh, my goodness. What is this thing? This is counterfeit.
1: No, no I'm sorry. Uh, they have businesses who can put up their own notices, like a bus- like Walmart, for instance. Walmart can print out a piece of paper at their store saying, be on the lookout for this new bill. Fine, what the about government people doesn't, taking- have to ma- doesn't have to spend money marketing and buying How about- advertising. Mark, you
0: are not going to condone the government marketing its own, paying for That's advertising what it sounds for like he's its doing. own advertising. Currency.
3: I have no problem with government uh, pay paying to advertise things that it does. The problem I have with government, and I go over this every single time, is the way that it collects money. The government collects money by using force and violence against people. The money that it has, it should be able to do with as it pleases, just like any other organization can.
1: All right, I see where you're coming from there. Of course, uh, that argument doesn't even have any kind of validity <laughs> in what we're discussing here, because the government forces not just not just to collect money, but they force people to use their money. And so, the money they're forcing people to use, they, it's called legal tender. Uh, they are also paying uh, your money to advertise. The money that you're supposed to be forced to—it's just crazy. It's just a crazy—you know—they're just buying ads through their friends in the advertising business. Is really uh, all that is. It's just an excuse of all the to advertising that
3: the government spends, and it spends you a lot of money argue in advertising. With
0: Ian tonight. No,
3: I don't. It just makes perfectly good sense to me. Look, if you go to the bank, you get these uh, big, big Benjamin Franklins on your one hundred dollar bill. You're like. What is going on here? So the bank buy, will then explain it to you. So buyer
0: beware, too. Like, if the business doesn't want to have forgery or, you know, you have uh, uh, forged dollar bills, then you have the onus is on you to educate your cashiers.
3: Well, uh, but you don't take the word of the person from whom you're receiving the money, Ian. So if the bank is telling you, oh, no, this. If I trust my bank, I would. Yeah. <laughs> what, happens what are the that you, odds
1: at a bank that I've been doing lots honest business with for Lots of people, lots of people a long don't time. trust their bank. What are the odds that a bank I've been doing honest business with for a long time is all of a sudden going to introduce a, you know, a counterfeit currency? That seems pretty unlikely.
3: Lots of paranoid people in this world. Paranoid I'm, and not uneducated. Paranoid. It's not a great combination. Okay,
1: I see where you're coming from, Mark, and you're defending the government spending I, money to market its own monopoly currency. I
3: have no problem with the government spending money to market its currency. All right,
1: Second So 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here and bring up what you want. So the government wants to uh, you know, have you come on board here finally. They're redesigning the food pyramid into a food plate, and they're hoping it will be as enticing as a hot steaming plate of uh, delicious food. Uh, except, uh, I don't know if people are going to really buy, uh, bite on this i don't know if they're going to find this useful i don't think they found the food pyramid very useful in general and it's it's going to be one of those things you're going to see popping up everywhere i don't know if you noticed that about the food pyramid but on a lot of uh, products these companies were putting the food pyramid on there yeah. And i found myself wondering are they doing this because they want to or are they doing this because they have to i think they
3: probably have to
0: I would like to know, if I follow the dietary guidelines proposed by the government and I become less healthy than I am now, can I sue the government?
3: No. Of course not. They have no, no, no liability. the government
1: any.
0: ever. Right. So there's no... <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Nice. And some people have made the point that the old food pyramid was actually making people fat. That's so the old government, um, the, the old government regulations. This one isn't
3: any this. different than any of those pyramids. Yeah. It's the same thing with it in a different shape. I, you know, I mean, I don't know what... Like I don't Nothing's remember
1: changed. What, I don't remember what the argument was. I don't I'm not familiar with all the food ins and outs, but some people had
3: claimed that people that, claim that carbs will make you fat yeah. um and, so, okay. and there was a lot of that, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. So let me get this straight. So vaccines uh they don't cause autism, but the government has paid out millions of dollars in um, in uh, civil action suits, to parents of children who have autism, I don't pharmaceutical know that. pharmaceutical drugs are um good for you, but people commit suicide after taking them. More people and, die
3: from from using pharmaceutical drugs as their per their prescription. Than die from Ill- overdoses of illegal drugs, in but America. they're all yeah.
0: FDA approved, mm-hmm. Food and Drug Administration mm-hmm. approved, and then the high fructose corn syrup is also approved. And we, as that has increased, so has obesity because food portions become larger, and so has um, uh, uh, the blood sugar. What is the, diabetes?
1: Well, I think obesity is is a factor also because simply uh, America is so wealthy. I mean, the people have so much money in comparison to people in other places so around does the world. Switzerland they can uh, sp- they can spend it on food.
0: Switzerland is is very wealthy, and there are, there aren't fat people there.
3: Is that true? I don't know. Huh.
0: There are no fat people there.
3: Couldn't tell it's you. Quite that's quite a claim. She's, she's yeah. more well traveled than I am.
0: Yeah, there's um. <laughs> there and they you know they drink whole milk they drink lots of wine they eat lots of cheese mm-hmm. you know but um but eating is as it's become less ceremonious uh, occasion in europe there has been like in france a rise in obesity whereas people used to go home and and schools and businesses closed between 12 and 2 so that there could be a fam that was the family meal of the day and you'd have time to digest your food. People are eating on the run and kind of taking on that American eat as you go, eat in the car, you don't digest your food properly. If you eat in a stressful environment or while standing up, then you release cortisol into your body, which you know, affects your hormone and your endocrine system and you don't digest your food and it holds on to fat. It's like a flight, you know, stress, the fight or flight you know, thing in your inside of you. And so it thinks it's like in starvation mode, even though you're stuffing it full of McDonald's cheeseburgers. So I mean, this whole I just think once again, that the government is is the root of all evil.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, coercion and force is uh, certainly a, a root of evil, as far as I'm concerned, because there's all kinds of nasty consequences that come from using force on people. And as I mentioned before, the government doesn't want to stop here. This is not the end. They don't want to just make recommendations to you. They want to start with making recommendations, hope that you'll come on board with their ideas so you'll be more accepting of when the hammer comes down, which, of course, is going to be more likely when you get a government-run health care system. If you actually end up having a success with a government implementing something like this, like they've done to some extent, they've got the mandatory government insurance in Massachusetts, uh, there are certain people that would like to see Obama more care that. fast. What's that? Yeah. OK. The Obamacare thing is still coming down uh, the, the pipe. That's what, a few years out down the road. Well, I think.
3: The, the, things, some things have been initially implemented and more things are coming as, they, as things go.
1: But the more the government has control over health care, the more excuse they will have to have this position of this official position on what is the right thing to do for your health. And that if you don't do those things, then, I'm sorry, you won't qualify for our free health care. So, sure, you'll be able to eat what you want, but you won't be able to take our free health care if you do that. So if you want the free health care, so-called free, it costs a lot through taxes, obviously. But if you want the free health care, then you have to do what we say, and you'll have to have the diet we tell you to have. Could be where this is going. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour number two is on the way. How does it make you feel, possibility of that being
4: in the future? Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. <laughs> stickers from libertystickers.com exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers that's libertystickers.com but wait
1: bring up anything you want 800-259-9231 that's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-800-259-9231 you can join us on our website freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site there completely free so enjoy those on us joining you tonight it's Ian Michelle and Mark once again 800-259-9231 uh, we go right back into your phone calls here you can take control bring up anything Jim is in New Jersey you're on free talk live off hour number two hello Jim
5: i my call. I appreciate it. How are okay. you doing tonight? Just uh, what's on your mind? Go ahead. Well, I'm a uh, children's rights and father's rights advocate. I belong to two not-for-profit organizations. One's nationwide and the other one's locally based in New Jersey. Um, August of last year, August 20th to be exact, I was taken from my home without a warrant by New Jersey State Police detectives who are assigned to guard judges they are part of Homeland Security. I was taken to a place called Underwood Memorial Hospital in Woodbury, where they took blood without a warrant. And in the the process of taking blood from me, because I put up a struggle, I I said, what you're doing is illegal. You don't have a warrant. You're violating my liberties. Um, In the process, I had my lung collapsed, my shoulder dislocated, and was literally choked out in a judo hold. Um,
0: By police or by uh, security at the hospital?
5: Um, By Gloucester County Sheriff Officer, two detectives with Homeland Security, two West Effort Police Departments, and two orderlies from the hospital in the emergency room. Uh, Well, you really didn't want your blood taken, did you? Well, I didn't want my blood taken, but um, this was on a Friday this happened. I was due to have a big protest rally in front of the family court building on Monday, so it was just a little auspicious. And they produced an affidavit against me and produced it to the hospital. Uh, it was from an uh, unidentified person. They blacked out the person's name and information, and they blacked out the person's signature, among other things, which therefore is an illegal document. So really what they did is uh, labeled me crazy, uh, denied me my privilege of having a, to face my accuser or, or bail or get an attorney. It was a, it was a frightening experience.
1: No kidding. Um, yeah. so Any time the government
5: can take you from your home uh, without a warrant come into your home is is frightening. I mean, How did they get into your home again? Uh, they got the key from the management complex and said they needed to get into my home. They oh, did man. not produce a warrant. Uh, so I hope you, you know, moved
0: out of there as soon as possible.
5: I sure did. In fact, I spent about uh, 15 days hospitalized. Uh, before I had to go before a judge for a commitment hearing. And uh, um, I since fled the county. I live basically in a basement of a home. How did you get Uh, out?
1: I mean, you went in front of this man in the robe. How did that uh, get you out? Well,
5: uh, uh, unfortunately, what happened is to be committed, you have to face certain criteria. You have to be a threat to yourself or others. Or another uh, criteria is you have to have done extensive property damage. Well, after, uh, after this incident at the hospital, I barricaded the hospital floor after, like, the 10th day I was in there. They had get, doped me up so bad on medicine. They gave me something called Haldol wow. and another medicine, which uh, swelled my throat, closed my uh, throat. I couldn't breathe. My, my tongue was swollen. I went into cardiac arrest. And upon getting revived, one of the doctors said, "I guess you won't protest anymore." And at that point, I was I was so terrified I, I literally sealed off my room for like four hours, uh, broke the plumbing, flooded the hospital, and based upon that and nothing else, um, <laughs> I was then transferred. But the second commitment here, that I went to which was like five days or seven days later, I was out. Uh, you know, so so uh, even after uh,
1: even after barricading yourself and breaking the the. The plumbing in the hospital—they they still let you out, huh?
3: Yeah, pretty much. I Did mean, they charge I, you I, for it, uh, like dollar-wise? Charge you for anything?
5: No, believe it or not, no. Um, you know, but I was very upset over the loss of liberty. I was very upset over getting doped and drugged. And, uh, you know, um, it's just amazing to me. Yeah, The
1: involuntary commitment laws out there are pretty scary. I mean, there there are a lot of them that really just literally allow people to call the so-called authorities on another human being and say, I think this person is crazy and they need to be taken away. It turned
5: out it was a court employee and was trying to deter me from doing a protest. You know, I had been uh, protesting quite loud in front of this courthouse for a period of two months. Yeah, I I
1: recognize your voice. I I feel like you've called in the past to talk about your court, uh, your court. Court protests. Probably
5: like eight months ago, maybe yeah. nine what? months ago, I might have called. Correct, correct. Huh.
1: So you got out. Uh, you are okay now, but you're kind of on the, you're kind of hiding.
5: Um, I'm I'm terrified of the government at this point. Um, I'm terrified. I mean, you know, basically the the president of the one non-for-profit organization showed up with some members, and he said this is like communist Russia, where they take a political prisoner and they put him in an asylum and label him, you know?
0: Okay, so you belong to these two non-profit organizations, and I assume that there are other members. So... You know, we've talked about several times, every time I think that I've uh, ever listened to or been on Free Talk Live, about the importance of community. And uh, it's the reason why so many of us move to New Hampshire so that we can have like minded individuals around us, so that we can go ahead and and act with as much freedom as possible and act out our civil disobedience knowing that there are other people around us that have our back. Do you have a group of people or um, friends?
5: Um, I have a group of people. I, I, uh, the uh, non-profit organizations are very supportive. I mean, they got the ACLU involved and, and different things of that nature, um, you know. But it's really hard to fight the government. I mean, they sure. have so much leeway. I mean, it, it, it's it's frightening. I mean, literally, I went into cardiac arrest from the from the medicines they gave me, and when I came to, they said we didn't have to revive you. You know that? I guess you won't be protesting anymore. And it was sh- it's shocking to me. I mean, this is like. I love this country, you know. I love this country, and what's happening in this country is absolute tyranny. So I what mean, part do you like? Easy.
3: What part what's do you good love? Good. I always I wonder about this because right. I, I, I kind, kind of, of feel, feel the same way, play, but, but I don't understand. So maybe you, you can, can articulate, articulate better, better than I.
5: I. The people are good people. It's just the government is becoming very abusive. The people in the government are becoming very, I don't know if they're paranoid. Not, not what don't you like.
1: What do you love? He said the people are good people.
5: The, the people are good people. The people, Americans, generally speaking, are good people. Non-government I mean, people, you're saying. I think that's true yeah, everywhere.
1: I think that people are generally good. And I, I thank you for the call tonight, uh, Jim. I mean, best of luck out there. And, I, of course, I agree with Michelle's suggestion that if you love the ideas of liberty, you should get together with other people that are like that. And it doesn't seem like New Jersey is a real bastion of uh, freedom but uh yeah so get together with other uh, like-minded people and uh, make an effort to change things because i agree with jim fighting the government alone is it's impossible it's, it's scary. impossible but people around the world are good people you can see that because mostly People are peaceful. They interact with one another on a peaceful basis. Uh, They trade. They help each other. Sure, it's in
0: everyone's best interest. To
1: be good. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But the problem comes in when you give good people power, or when good people take power and they use uh, power over others, even if their intentions are good, they're reactions or the results of what they've they've have done, uh, that is grabbing power, uh, becomes evil because people who are given power are corrupted. they We've talked about scientific studies that have shown this to be the case. You take yeah, regular unfortunately, people,
3: power tends to corrupt.
1: Yeah, you take regular people who are good, normally, and give them power over others and then they become do-gooders with violence behind them. Oh, well, I can mold society in the way I want now.
0: It's in everyone's best interest that they do what I say.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like the food pyramid to taken to the next level where somebody is not just making recommendations to you, but they're cracking down and they're putting you in a hospital and they're arresting you and they're fining you and they're threatening you and your family. If you don't do what it is, they say all of the people who are in these positions of power will tell you that they think they're doing what's right. They think that almost all of them will say this, that, that they, what believe, else? What they say, right? Right, that they believe that what they're doing is good oh well you 've got to break a few eggs to make an omelette I mean, there are all kinds of excuses as to why it is that even if they can even if they can see the people that are being harmed, like the war on drugs, for instance, where millions of people every single year are arrested, put into cages, families broken up lives destroyed jobs lost careers ruined uh you see the you can see the fallout and the detritus that is left behind from this uh, war on drugs that destroyed lives but people can tell themselves a story that are involved in this the, the enforcers for instance the people that support them the politicians they, they can tell themselves a story well they're better off now than they were before because they're not on drugs drugs are bad or you know, this is what we need for society. It's the good of society. We have to. The good of society outweighs the good of the, the minority here. The good of the few. And so there are all kinds of you know pragmatic excuses, utilitarianism, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one justification for the violence and the evil that is supposedly actually in their minds good, but it's not to our perspective. It's free talk
2: live.
1: Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com, and those features include the webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam. Dot dot com.
3: The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds, a three oh eight Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect, all, perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. Toll free number 800-259-9231. We will take your
1: calls about anything. Coming up, police and firefighters look on as a man drowns and they make excuses to why they don't do anything about it. Uh, we'll tell you more about that here in a moment. But first, Michael is in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Michael, with you, Michelle, and Mark. Hello there. Michael, in California. Hi. Hey, um, go ahead.
6: I, I recently got a, a $1,000 traffic ticket. Whoa, oh, oh what the hell were you
0: doing? Were you naked?
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually um I I I slid off the road. It was icy. I slid off the road into a ditch. Nobody witnessed it.
1: They get icy um, roads in California? I guess there's a north, is that northern California?
6: Uh, no, I'm in Tahoe actually.
0: Hey, I'm from Squaw Valley.
1: <laughs> okay. So
0: <laughs> it's a small area. Tahoe's a small area.
6: Yeah, it's pretty
0: awesome. Okay, um, so where were you when you slid off the road?
6: I, I was on Kingsbury. Oh
0: no one, wow! No one
1: knows where that is. So you you slid off the road, and then what?
6: Um. So the 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 cops showed up. You know, that I got towed out and everything, and I got a ticket for not having registration, not having my license on me, and negligent driving. Hmm.
1: Uh-huh. And all of those charges combined was a thousand dollars in fines.
6: Uh yeah, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. I don't know why it was so steep, but no um, registration,
1: not having a license and
3: negligence. That's what that's what it was. Yes. It all seems so pretty minor you? to me. I agree with you. That seems well, outrageous. I, I don't I mean, they're going to consider it pretty serious. Not having a license and uh, uh you know, uh, what was it? No registration for the vehicle, so did the vehicle have plates on it?
6: No, no it didn't.
3: Hmm. Okay. So what are you going to do about it?
6: Um, Well, I was just watching your videos on your traffic ticket in New Hampshire, and I was, uh, I want to fight it, but I just, I really don't know how, I don't know where to find information, so I was wondering if you guys could help me out.
3: Well, um, for one thing, I've, you know, at $1,000, I might be talking to a lawyer at that point. Um, You know, it's up to you. You can uh, go check it out. My second thing I would do is buy jurisdictionary.com. I'd probably buy that anyway, whether I had a lawyer or not, just so that you know the processes and things like that. Jurisdictionary will teach you how. You know all the, the different segments of the court case and how to move the court and all that kind of thing. So you should know that.
1: So I guess the good news is, even if you do get found guilty, and you will likely because most people are in those, these cases, um, even if you do get found guilty, they can't suspend your license because you don't have one?
6: Um, no, no, I do have one, but I just didn't have it on me.
1: Well, then
3: well, how can they something... give you a, a ticket for not having a license if you have a license? Hello. No,
6: just... Because it wasn't present on my person,
3: I
1: guess they take that pretty seriously in California. Because in a lot of places, if you get that charge, you can go into the court later and show the license and have that one expunged. That's not the case out there.
6: Uh, I, I I'm hoping so. I haven't, I haven't gone to court yet, but I'm hoping so.
1: When did this happen?
6: Uh, this this happened.
1: <laughs> I'm the sorry. The end of March. The end of March. Okay, so the court date is uh, coming up here this summer.
6: Uh, yeah, it'll be at
1: the end of this month.
0: Got it. When I moved from Park City to Tahoe City, I had a home in, in both places. And um, I, my car had uh, uh, Park City um, plates on it. And uh, I was told I received a ticket for not having a, a California registered vehicle. And I went to court to make the point that my car was from Park City, Utah, and it was most likely going back there. And the DA argued that I was trying to get out of paying, and that um, by his reasoning, uh, Utah must have less expensive uh, registration fees, and therefore I was trying to get out of paying my fair share. And I showed that the registration fees for my vehicle in Park City were $700 and they were $300 in California, so his reasoning was incorrect. I was fingerprinted for that. I'd never heard of getting fingerprinted for a misdemeanor, a uh, traffic violation. I guess they're before. fingerprinting
1: more
3: people for more reasons right. uh, They just days. like to have the information. Yeah, just
0: I brought up it. the Constitution, though, because I had just read Michael Badnark's book at the time, and I was told by the judge in Tahoe City that I wasn't allowed to discuss the Constitution in court.
3: Yeah, they basically <laughs> told me the same thing yesterday when I went to court for a traffic ticket. I don't want to, you know, this this isn't the time to be discussing the Constitution. Yeah, that figures. That's That tends
1: to be how they do things. Now... What are your expectations here? Because I think you you need to have realistic ones. So, what are your expectations?
6: Uh, I would like to get it expunged, but I I've just been I've done all kinds of research about you know uh, sovereignty and maritime court law and everything like that, and it's just there's just a lot of
7: information. Yeah, there's
1: there. a lot of information. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of just absolute bunk. Uh, out there, a lot of theories, a lot of people promoting plans and ideas that they themselves have not actually tried. I was in a conversation the other night with some new movers, relatively new movers here to uh, to New Hampshire, and they are still of this particular mindset of well, you know if you just do say the right things in court, that uh, everything 's going to be okay and there is no set of magic words there's no set of instructions that i have found or seen anybody try that has guaranteed anything mark you went in into the speeding ticket trial the other day you tried the same techniques that worked for another guy another yeah, guy I I watched the video right, another, watched it happen right another guy was found not guilty after asking certain questions having certain things being thrown out you had a few objections sustained it looked like things were kind of on the right track but uh, the judge ended up finding you guilty anyways so it just there's no consistency between justice courts justice is
0: not blind
1: yeah there's no there's no uh, consistency no ability to uh, to hold them accountable of course if they do something besides what you're expecting and so really <laughs> I don't have a recommendation for you, man. You're in California. They're going to put you up against a wall, dude. Yeah.
3: If I'm taking it to court, the first thing, like, the only recommendation I've got is JurisDictionary.com, but it isn't going to give you some uh, magic plan like Sovereignty does. No,
1: JurisDictionary just teaches you how the court system works. Right. It's not going right. It's not going to give you a magic uh, set of words that'll get you out of anything. So you walk in. There with, isn't
3: a magic set of words that right. will get you out of anything.
1: You walk into court with JurisDictionary, you're going to know how the court system works, but. If your court system is based on the government statutes, and the government statutes say that all persons should have a, a government license, and you didn't at the time, and all persons should have a registered vehicle, and you didn't—I mean, you're going to be found guilty. So, in that case, then you have to ask yourself, what are you going to do? Because odds are good you'll be found guilty. So, what are you going to do then?
6: Well, I've, I've been—I've also been reading this stuff about you know that you use the word persons, like, um, and that that constitutes us as a corporation.
1: Well, the government has different definitions for the term person. It's a legal term, and corporations are persons, according to the government. But also, flesh and blood, humans are persons, according to the government as well. So you can get in there with uh, you know your legal terminology and think that you can get somewhere, and uh, you'll end up likely crashing and burning. I mean, there is no real answer. There's no easy solution to this. I'll bring it back because I want to continue to discuss some of the uh, possibilities here with you. 800 259 What to do about traffic tickets. Free talk live.
3: I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources and a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to mindthings.com and start mining today. It's free. Minethings.com.
1: Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, you can bring up anything. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site. You've got a smartphone. You can access m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and the podcast m, as in mobile,
3: Are you tired of watching Uh, The value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. Learn more. Visit weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org. All right. So toll-free
1: numbers is 800 259 We continue here. Michael is in California with $1,000 worth of various different traffic charges that he's facing going to court at some point this summer over it. Now, uh, Michael, how familiar are you with the California court system, traffic courts, etc.?
6: I'm really not very familiar at all. Yeah, this is another
1: problem with not having a community of people in the area that you can touch base with. Because Mark, you uh, had recommended JurisDictionary, and JurisDictionary is good because it gives you a general overview of how it teaches you how to use the court system. The system works, but it doesn't have you know necessarily all the specific laws to
0: specific states,
1: the ins and outs of Mm -hmm. all the different court systems around the country. Like you know, what's a class A misdemeanor in this state versus uh, another state, and and what happens when you go to court? Because a lot of places you have uh, what they call court costs, where simply for going to court you get charged more money. Do you uh, do you happen to know if that's the case in California? Um, n- not, that I, know, not yeah, that I know. it doesn't sound like it. So you're going basically you're going into this blind, uh, not really knowing. You've read all kinds of theories online about how to approach going to court. Uh, which, of course, are very generalized and they don't have necessarily to do with California. And that's that's okay. I mean, it, reading something is better than reading nothing. Uh, but on the other hand, if you don't know what to expect, you don't know what you're going into, you could end up in a situation and maybe somebody else who's in California could call tonight and, and maybe provide you more specific advice but uh, you may end up in a situation where you've got $1,000 in fines right now, but then after the guilty uh, guilty finding comes in, you've got $1,300 uh, in fines. Sure could happen. You know, $1, or 1000 in fines plus $300 or $400 in court costs. So that's something that you might want to weigh as well, depending on what your answer is to the question I asked earlier, and that is, well, presuming you're found guilty, presuming that whatever tactic you decide to end up taking, and there are different ones to choose, but presuming your tactic fails and the man in the the robe finds you guilty, what will you do?
0: Will you pay the fine?
1: That's the ultimate yeah. really is the ultimate question.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess I really
6: don't have a choice but Yeah, you can go fine. to
0: jail.
1: Well, I don't know if that's a choice in California. What happens because we know that in again, Michelle, we know in ha- New Hampshire you can go to jail for $50 yes. off your fine. But do they offer that in every for state? Day. Huh? Per day. yeah. Thank you. Per day. $50 per day off the fine. So do they offer that in every state? I doubt it. And if not, is it different in that it's more in California or less or not available at all or or what? I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I would say that um, certainly a lawyer is going to cost you money. So I don't know if you want to go that route. That doesn't seem to make much sense to me.
3: $1,000 fine. I mean, you're almost in the realm of, of criminal at that point. But well, how much right, is a lawyer going attir- to cost?
0: Attorney fees. Are,
3: I would call him and ask $300 them.
0: an hour then you're already It depends. Looking.
3: there's many traffic uh, court attorneys out there that'll do it for 200 bucks.
1: Okay, but what will they what will they do? Go in and negotiate I guess you you'd a have to ask them. Okay, right, right. Sure, sure. <laughs> well,
6: the the jail thing seems kind of ridiculous though. What what do you mean? I mean? That that means what? Then then the taxpayers
1: are paying my ticket?
0: Yeah. Isn't it great?
3: Are you reasoning? Are you trying to reason with us about how the government works? Well, wait a minute.
1: If you're going to object to going to jail because you're concerned about the taxpayers, then you should just pay the fine. Yeah. Because no, the taxpayers are paying for the court. So it sounds like you've got a lot of thinking to do on this, and I thank you for the call. I wish you the best of luck at 800-259-9231. You don't know what the options are if you get found guilty. So, like, up here, I could tell you, New Hampshire, options are you go and you do a public service or a community service. Usually, the man in the robe cannot allow – he can disallow sure that. you're Dale. <laughs> That's – yeah, right. There's a chance that he could say, no, I'm not going to let you do that. Uh, you can pay the fine. You can, uh, in some cases, be allowed to pay the fine to a charity. I've been allowed to do that twice, but Dale has been told, no, he can't do that. Yeah, in my uh, case,
3: um, with the ticket, I offered to pay more than the fine to a charity during the uh, the pretrial section. Yep, I offered Uh-oh. to do that, and the the pr- prosecutor slash police officer that gave me the ticket. It's the same guy. Mm-hmm. He said no, but then when I was found guilty, i going to. I was given the option of doing uh, community service, eight hours of community service at a local not for profit. I mean, what kind of sense does this make? I could have given a not for profit a yeah. hundred bucks.
1: So uh, you can can either pay it, you can go to jail at 50 bucks a day, you can maybe pay to a charity, you can maybe do community service. At least we know what the options are because we've had a bunch of different people go Mm -hmm. through this. We've had people in the Liberty community be aggressed against in various different ways to where those of us who have been paying attention and there's a lot of people who will come out and support you here Mm -hmm. in New Hampshire, if you love freedom, that is, and when you're going to court. So it was yesterday we went to the courthouse in Newport, which is about an hour drive away from Keene, and we had two carloads full of people going up there at 7.45 in the morning.
0: Filming, making a bit of a scene. Also, they um, had
3: extra bailiffs for this, and so they could have avoided (laughs) All of this extra expense for right. the taxpayer—if they would have just dropped the me, charge, yeah, let me give them a hundred bucks to uh, some local charity.
0: Nope. The right. argument that just people use, you know, repetitively about how what we here in New Hampshire are doing or other civ dis, um, civil disobedience activists do is that we are causing a, such a burden on the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. I cannot seem to ever find a good argument to debate with them or or bring them to the point of reasoning that, in fact, it is not my fault. That the taxpayer is having to pay for these things.
1: (laughs) That's tough because it really you have to you have to somehow get that person who's seeing the consequences uh, of what's happening on the outside to go into the root of the problem, which Mm -hmm. is the government's violence and the existence of taxes in the first place. But someone who's making an objection like that may not be the most persuadable on that point.
3: Usually um, you can get them to agree that the governmental system as you know, at least in the area that you're talking about is broken. They will agree with you. Uh, for that, and then at that point, the best thing that I found is you do not improve a system by continuing to prop it up. Mm-hmm. You do not make a drug addict better by giving them more heroin. It's pretty good. That's the best. Uh, that's the best argument that I've got. So, what would you guys do if you were in Michael's case in in California with his thousand dollars in tickets? I would do the same thing I did when I was in Florida. Move to New Hampshire. I'd go to liberty. jail. But wait, would you absolutely
0: go to jail there because they're if so? If you can
1: pay it off, sustained. in jail.
0: Yes, by okay. or just fine. Send me to jail. I'm not going to pay it. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Come and get me. Go to jail. Because in California, the state has issued a, an across the word thing saying we can't afford to keep these people in jail. Get rid of them. So I would use it to like beat them at their own game at this
3: point. But not all, just uh, as Ian said, not all states will give you the option of going to but he jail. Specify California, but if he you, doesn't have a license to even suspend at this point. Well, that's true. But still a license, but if he has a license. Plates.
0: He didn't have it with him. Oh,
3: that's right. You're you
1: right. can they, even if he didn't have a license, they could still suspend his so-called driving privileges. So that may be another possible fallout here: is that his license would be suspended, or if he didn't have the license, he may still not be allowed to get a license because his so-called privileges would be what? suspended. Okay, well, then he's so, got a bicycle around.
0: Well, yeah. he ha- would have to get caught. That's true. Not driving without this license.
3: And he's gotten caught once. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't sound like he was older, and there's because nothing he that cop hates more mm-hmm. than a 20-year-old male behind the wheel of a car. Mm-hmm. Cops hate that. You're driving around being 20? They hate that crap. Mm-hmm. You could be 20 and black, and that Do would really make Do you know
0: really that you can't drive in, uh, in Manhattan unless you're 21? Wow, that's interesting. Aziza committed some civil disobedience driving in Manhattan.
1: (laughs) Toll-free number tonight, 800-259-9231. If you were in his shoes, what would you do? 1-800-259-9231. If you had $1,000 in tickets and you didn't have anybody to back you up and you're not in New Hampshire, what do you do? I think I agree with you, Mark. Just do what it takes to make it go away and start planning. To uh, to move to New Hampshire, if you love liberty, that is. If you don't, you can stay out of New Hampshire. Goodbye.
4: Another innovative, American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9.
1: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the Sekel CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, Michelle, and Mark. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do that by going to amp.freetalklive.com. Where you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into Free Talk Live. Get on more great radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well. Once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp only call in lines, the amp only chat, the uh, amp only forum, rather, and uh, amp only podcast. Go get the details, get signed up, get the perks, and help Free Talk Live all at the same time. Any major credit card through PayPal or Visa, MasterCard, right on our website. AMP dot free talk live dot com. We're talking about traffic tickets. Uh, the guy called in from California. He's got a thousand dollars worth of traffic tickets, and really has no idea what it is uh, he's getting into with the uh, the California court system because he doesn't know anybody else who's done this. And he's online looking around at uh, possible ideas, but he's found all manner of conspiracy theories that uh, surround the court systems, like the, uh, the gold fringe on the flag. It's maritime law, and all you have to do <laughs> is utter the right phrase and they will Uh just throw it all out write
0: your name in lowercase, not all caps
1: yeah stuff like that (laughs) and i've tried some of that stuff and it doesn't i've never done the yellow fringe thing but uh, i've tried some of the caps stuff and some of the uh, the conspiracy theories just to see just to see what happens and they don't care (laughs) they don't care maybe it sounds like it makes sense a lot of it does when you read through the these legal conspiracies they sound sensible like well point a to point b to point c okay this makes sense it's logical but the court system isn't based on logic it's based on the arbitrary whim of men wearing and women wearing robes who have men and uh, with guns at their disposal who will put you in a cage at a moment's notice so you're welcome to share your thoughts as to what you would do in a situation like this with a thousand dollars in tickets let's go to michael listening in virginia to wtar hello michael
7: Hi, uh, have you uh, ever interviewed Mark A. Stevens, the author of uh, Adventures in Legal Land? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I like Mark. He's uh, he's actually uh, somebody that uh, we, we've met in person. He was at the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year. Uh, in fact, his uh, radio show, The No State Project, actually appears on my uh, little internet radio network, lrn.fm. FM. So I work very closely with Mark, and I think that. Mark has an interesting approach, and I like his book. I have a copy of it, "Adventures in Legal Land," and
3: I did a variation of his uh, thing during my court uh, trial to show the uh, the collusion between the judiciary and the executive, and they overruled me.
1: Well, Mark Stevens will be the first to tell you that his is not a mag- is not a set of magic words. Uh, he has a bunch of questions that he asks. With the intent of getting the court to kind of be backed into a corner where they're shown as the violent agency that they actually are to push them to the point where they will either get violent with you or they will perhaps throw the case out. Uh, or you know you get a conviction, and then the idea is you can then appeal on these points of law that Mark's questions would have set you up for. But if you're like me, you don't want to appeal because the appeal costs 180 dollars. Yeah, there's... the appeal
3: is 180 bucks. My ticket was 77.
1: Right. So I think Mark's got some good ideas, and I support people that you know try his methods. But as as with anything else out there, they're not a panacea.
7: Well, here's what we need to do: we need to form an association which provides insurance. Uh, that uh, gives people protection based on Mark's methods.
0: I think you and, should do uh, that. I absolutely would think that you should do that.
1: Now, what do you mean by that? I mean, how would that work?
7: Well, uh, just like uh, any other form of insurance, uh, you, you just get uh, a, a bunch of people. Every uh, every listener to this program signs up for this insurance so that uh, when he goes to traffic court, he's going to be represented by somebody of the quality of Mark A. Stevens, hmm, using I, his—I agree—that his,
3: that it has to be somebody who knows this system, because the best person to implement, uh, from what I've seen, Mark Stevens's approach is Mark Stevens, and everybody else I've heard implement it hasn't done so well because it requires a certain sort of acting and timing is extraordinarily and real and
1: right, innate knowledge in
0: practice. He's very articulate, also yeah. and well spoken. He talks and like
3: and, this. What are you talking
1: about with he, articulate? He, he, <laughs> no, he talk quite like that. Uh, well but it's an yeah. interesting idea, though, the idea of having insurance. Or you could even have, like, a ticket insurance where somebody could pay a ticket with an insurance program as well. I suppose that's a possibility, too. But another problem you're going to run into with your plan is unless the person is a uh, member of the Bar Association, in many states he will not be—he or she will not be allowed to, uh, to represent you in any way, shape, or form.
0: And they have to be a member well, in that state also.
7: Yeah, but we can get around all of these uh, problems by... Uh, Founding a uh, non profit law school uh based around Mark Stevens' methods. We can train lawyers in his methods. Wait, why does it have to money. be not
0: non profit? Out of curiosity.
7: Well, uh it it just uh In order to be non profit
0: officially you have to get permission from the government in order to do that.
7: Okay, well let's not worry about that too much. If we don't get the five, don't you PC, worry about the details. We'll, uh <laughs> so we'll, Look, if we don't get the 5013C, we'll make that our next case. But, but then the you want to so you want to
1: put people through lawyer school. So that's usually a pretty expensive thing to do no, and no, no. then you still have to pass the bar exam in order to get into their little club. I mean, it's not an easy process you're talking about. Oh,
7: no, no, I'm not saying that. I want to put lawyers through Mark A Stevens' school. Ah, I see so what you the, mean. So that so that lawyers who already have their uh, uh their bar admittance uh, can, uh, go in the and problem with that budget.
1: though and Mark will tell you this uh, the problem with that idea would be that the lawyers are putting their would be putting their bar license at risk by doing Mark Stevens' approach. The reason why Mark Stevens can do what he does is because he's not a lawyer mm-hmm. and uh, he is able to go in and, and ask these questions and I, again as I said i don't think i don't know if that'll work in all states. he can go represent people in some cases because of certain state rules that allow that like here in New Hampshire i if i don't have a misdemeanor or something like that could presumably I I could represent you, Mark, if the man in the robe allows me to. So in some states, there's some more flexibility with that. But if a lawyer walks in with a Mark Stevens approach and starts asking questions about the legitimacy of the court system, he's in violation of his primary oath. A lawyer's primary oath is to the court. The lawyer is an officer of the court. In fact, when you go in and you are representing another uh, person, even as a non-lawyer, you have to swear an oath of Uh, allegiance to the court in order to do that. You have to swear an oath that you'll follow the court rules. So for instance recently one of our friends uh, was in this situation. He was in jail and uh, JJ, who's on our show on Thursday nights, stepped up to be the the legal representation for this person as that kind of regular man lawyer that we're talking about here. That's possible in New Hampshire. And he had to swear in, stand up and swear in uh, in front of the court. And that meant that when they said all rise, JJ had to stand up. Whereas the rest of us, we stay seated. JJ had agreed to be a court officer while he was representing this person, and so he had to do exactly what he was told when he when he went up front to talk to the man in the robe. The man in the robe took him to task for not being dressed well enough for court. I mean, so You could be
0: in contempt for that.
1: It's absolutely right.
7: Okay. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Let me throw in two other names here. Ethelie Bailey, for the man out in California, uh, wrote a book. I can't remember the title now but he goes into the whole racket of the California traffic court system. He tells how he went through it. He tells how it is a a persecution uh, process, how they target specifically. Wait, uh, Michael, we
0: agree with you. We agree with you about the... Uh, violence and the tyranny of the state and of the court system. And w- I think we also agree with you that the idea of a mutual aid society That's a where, great idea. where you have this insurance policy is also a great idea. I personally disagree with the idea uh, with what you initially said is we all have to do this. Personally, I think that when people want to step up as individuals and they have a great idea, other people, if it's really that great of an idea, other people will get on board with it. And that's part of a free market society. And so I like that. So if you want to do this, send me some information. I might be interested in your insurance.
7: (laughs) Okay. You you, you, you let me mention one name, but the second name was James Stewart. And uh, he's a former uh, front page editor for uh, Wall Street Journal who's now written a book. He's a lawyer. He's written a book called uh, Tangled Webs and how false uh, statements are uh, undermining America. Yeah. And he goes into the lying of police and the lying of prosecutors and mm-hmm. the lying of lawyers, and the lying of everybody involved in it, and how it is never prosecuted, almost never prosecuted, and how that lack of prosecution how what has is never prosecuted. Dis- uh, uh, perjury in court is uh, yeah, never yeah. prosecuted, it's and how that, and how that lack of prosecution has virtually destroyed our legal system. Well, there are uh, a lot of problems. Was,
1: There's no doubt about that. And, and Michael, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I mean, the court system is screwed up. It is. You know, it may be the best in the world, but that's not saying much. It's like saying you have the best form of cancer. Um, and I, th- I like your I like his idea of a mutual aid society surrounding the courts. Around here, I don't think it would work very well because people don't have any money. That's another problem: is uh, people a lot of the activists that have moved here at this point. You know, they're not business owners. They they're e- they're easily able to move because they can pull up their lives. They don't have a whole lot of roots tying them down. There
3: are a few uh, wealthy movers, but. Not a few. Yeah, few and far
1: between. I mean, we're going to see more coming. We're going to see more families and more business owners down the line because it takes those people longer to wrap up their affairs sure. and, and get up here. So, money's an issue as well. More coming up. Hour three is next. You take control.
3: Together.
4: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at
0: JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100%
4: fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at ParentHood.com/YourFamilyToday.
1: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And uh, 800-259-9231 is the number. For those of you just tuning in, we'll get right back into your calls here, but just a few more thoughts on the court system. We had a gentleman call last hour who's facing a $1,000 in various different traffic-related tickets, driving license registration tickets, out in California. And his question was, well, what do I do? And I don't know. I don't live in California. The rules there are different. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they are out there. I know how things work here in New Hampshire. And the reason I know how things work here in New Hampshire is not because I've done legal research. It's simply because I've been to court enough damn times to know. I've been to court enough times supporting others— because that's one of the things I do is we're here as a liberty community. The Free State Project has moved hundreds of people and thousands more are scheduled well, to they come. haven't
3: moved it. Many people have moved for the Free State Project. Thanks
1: for the clarification. Yeah, you know, There's no one controlling anybody here. But uh, we moved here for the Free State Project. Yes. And we moved here because the real appeal is to be around other like-minded, liberty-oriented people and to support them in the hopes that they will support you if you need some help yes and so that's why i go out to every single trial i possibly can i spend way more time in court than i would like i mean i'd rather be doing productive things because court takes a lot out of your day mark when we went to court we were it was half the, the whole day, day. uh your, in your, your case it was half the day but uh, it was a relatively short trial it can be the whole day i've been to courts where it has taken the entire day so i've spent probably a couple months of my life at this point in, in court just you know there to support people because it's the right thing to do um, and and because you're there, you start to observe and you start to figure out how things work and what works and what doesn't. And the thing is, nothing works consistently. There is nothing that uh, will <laughs> this, work every this, time.
3: The, the the court system, unfortunately, is rather arbitrary.
1: Yeah. And so you can't count on anything working, but what you what you have to do instead is to count on failure. You have to count on them getting you. You have to count on it coming out in their favor and not yours. And, of course, it always comes out in their favor to some extent because they're the aggressors. They have control. They have an unlimited budget pretty much.
3: Well, the judge, gets, uh, judge the prosecutor, the uh, yeah. police officers, the bailiffs, everybody gets paychecks from the government. They're all on the same side. You go into a government building, staffed by government people, and you have the expectation that you're going to win against the government. Seems really unlikely, right? So you have to
1: kind of prepare for that. You have to prepare yourself for the idea that the worst is going to happen. And and what will you do in that case?
0: It seemed like you were trying to ask Michael, where is the line in the sand that he draws? Like, what is he going to... At some point, you have to say, I'm not taking it anymore, or I'm not willing to do this. For you, for example, a while back, you couldn't afford to go to jail and miss work. Mm-hmm. So you were willing possibly to have to pay a fine or pay a community service or, or do that. Yes. For someone else, it might be that they're not, willing to, um, they're not willing to pay, but they are willing to go to jail. So I mm-hmm. think it's really important that, like you were mentioning, you assume that you're going to lose and find out what the consequences potentially are for that and have a plan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Don't Plans want to are always good. So there's one more point that I think is really important here as far as something that is working more often than not, I think, is people being together and non-cooperating. Well, I was in a discussion with some newer movers the other night who were kind of – they're still of this, well, there's this legal land conspiracy and if we just do the right things and file the right paperwork or say the right things in court, then it'll all be easy and they'll make it go away. And I. Look, I'd love to see someone make that work, please. For all the pr- for all the people that are propositioning that out there that are pushing these ideas of, you know, the gold fl- fringe on the flag, the capital letters conspiracy, or all this stuff that I've heard about over the years. I'd love to see somebody come into a courtroom and just lay it down and watch the man in the robe <laughs> back down and say, "My gosh, how well, I I just can't say anything to this case dismissed. Uh, yeah, melt like the wizard or
0: like a the witch in the Wizard of Oz. Right. I'm melting. Yeah.
1: I'd love to see that happen. And if that happens, then I will become you know a believer. I'll be like, all right, great, let's try this out again. Let's see if it works a second time. Um, Absolutely. Because if it works a second time, then you really got something. But I've never seen it work once. And uh, so, therefore, go ahead, Mark. Yeah,
3: well, I think that the best solution that I've got is to continue throwing activists at the problem. Yes. And what I chose to do in my case, it was the activists st- are throwing themselves at it. But yes, fine. <laughs> um, for a seventy-seven dollar ticket, seventy-seven dollars and fifty cents, or something like that, ticket, I decided to drive twice to mm-hmm. uh, you know an hour's drive up and back and put in motions and time to do these things and you know spend my morning in two cases uh, going and and you know talking to these judges and these bureaucrats and all these people and you put it in motion for discovery by the way and they gave
1: you a bunch of papers for that which they're not used to doing on a speeding ticket right
3: i, I put I mean the the amount of man hours they put in especially because that on you know at the last within the week the last week I decided you know I'll I'll bring the liberty activists with me and and they'll have a little circus while I uh do my my thing and they certainly did and they mm-hmm. they put a bunch of bailiffs um on duty as a result so th- they had to spend more money they spent a heck of a lot more than $77.
1: Which they didn't end up getting anyway.
3: Getting me on tr- trial here. And then all I've got to do is eight hours of community service. But you're doing e- anyway. That's not
0: true. You spent more than $77 and so did the activists in but gas and the time. Correct.
3: Well, that's true. Correct. I just don't care. I mean, I'm, uh, that's what I'm saying. Is it throwing the activists at it? I'm not saying that there's not a certain amount of investment oh, yeah. in uh, yeah. clogging up the courts. You're investing your own money it in other been cheaper areas
0: voluntarily, yeah, right. which is the big distinction. It
3: would have been cheaper for me to just pay the 77 bucks and be uh, be be done with and it. And that's or. what they're counting on. Mm-hmm. And that's what
1: 99.9 percent of the people who get a traffic ticket or some other nonsense ticket, like marijuana possession or something, that's what they do. And the system is built on that obedience and so i agree with you mark and this is what i was telling the guys with the kind of the conspiracy theory mindset i said look I'm looking forward to when you go to court, because I want to see you take this on. I want to see you try this and see what happens, because it'll be a learning experience for everybody, especially you. But the, the thing that works is what you're describing, where you've, you're willing to put the time and the money into not bending over, to not take the plea deal, to go to court, regardless of what happens in the trial. You expect to lose, but you go in and you cost them more money than than it's worth, and then Something will change. If enough people do that, something will change. In fact, some people already say they're seeing changes. There's one gentleman here in, I'm not going to name names for uh, whatever reason, but one gentleman who has gone to court on some sort of traffic. I don't remember what the traffic A free you're saying. Yeah, a, fr- uh-huh. a liberty activist, uh, has gone to court on some traffic issue. I don't recall the exact ticket, but he was found guilty. He went to jail on that one. He did not pay their fine. He went to jail for a few days. And I think they let him do actually weekends in jail. So he was able to, uh, to go in and uh, you know, just do it in two weekends rather than spending the whole, the whole week in jail. That way he could actually keep working during the week and then go to jail on the weekends.
0: How nice of them. Yeah.
1: So he went to jail instead. And uh, now he says that he's normally uh, like out and about in the early morning hours when he's the only person on the roads. And the police are around and they used to pull him over a lot. They haven't pulled him over since he went to jail. And they've been behind him, he said. They've been behind him, which means they're running his tag, which means they're seeing his record. And they're seeing whatever notes they have in there. Free stater, doesn't pay tickets. I don't know what they write in these things. Why it is that they wouldn't be pulling him over now versus before seems to me that non-cooperation is a factor there. Obviously, that's speculation on my part. But would it surprise you to find that out? To find out that if people don't pay the system, if the cops learn this, if the system people learn that you are non-cooperative, they're not going to want to deal with you. You aren't a piggy bank for them. You aren't somebody they can just take, turn upside down, and shake all your money out of your pockets. Mostly, that's what most Americans are exactly and they don't want it's it's a, just a bully situation man the bully doesn't want to deal with the hard target the bully wants to go with the people he
3: knows are going to turn over the cash wait a yeah. second there, there's there's another side of this um the, the police officer in my circumstance had the opportunity to have me pay a hundred dollars to a local charity and he didn't like that i made him photocopy everything that he had his sort mm-hmm. of certifications <laughs> the whole instruction That's booklet awesome. for the uh the scanner the the whole thing, he didn't like that, and he wanted my butt to go to court and pay. But he's a noob, man. He's never dealt with this before. He's a noob to dealing with free staters, right. but but you know it's going to. He's not now. <laughs> they each have to be taught a certain amount of times, and it's that's why I say you've got to throw activists at this.
1: Yeah, you've got to be willing to uh, to say no, to non-cooperate, to not pay, and you have to be willing to do do that more than once because uh, they're going to they may keep coming after you. You never know. But do more, it
0: with a group of people.
1: Yeah, if you've got backup, then it makes it possible. If it's just you doing it alone in california they're gonna roll right over you free talk live
0: are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear
1: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And speaking of SACL
3: CAI, what in the world is that? SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for other businesses. If you have a business, whether it's a uh, you know, hospital, doctor's office, bank, utility, or I don't know, any other kind of business that uh, has accounts receivable and you have issues with it, you didn't get it a business to do accounts receivable, it's a pain in the butt to do collections. It's a pain in the butt to keep track of all that stuff. SACL CAI can take care of it for you. Just go to uh, freetalklive.com. You can see the the banners there on the right-hand side. Sakel's the top one on the right-hand side of the page.
1: All right, 800-259-9231. We've been talking about tickets and how it is that the the system is completely arbitrary? There's no consistency uh, in the way they do things. So I am just I cannot be a believer in any one system of so-called getting out of tickets. Uh, usually, the best ways if you're a female, you can cry before the ticket is written, and then you I'm may sure not works, get the. Uh, I the invited ticket.
0: a guy. I invited a police officer to church one time.
1: That's funny. You <laughs> <laughs> know, get out of a ticket or just for. The just well, I was
0: speeding, I was speeding and um, on my way to church. And he said, why are you speeding? I said, I'm going to church and I'm late. And he said, really? I said, uh-huh. I said, would you like to come? And he said, yeah. I said, really? And he said, I said, are you a Christian? He said, no, but I think I'd like to go to church with you.
1: <laughs> I'll go wherever you say, Michelle.
0: <laughs> so sure enough, next Sunday he went to church
1: with me. How about that? Let's go to <laughs> Diane listening in Nevada. Diane, you're on Free Talk Live with you, Michelle, and Mark. Diane. In Nevada, going once. Diane, in Nevada, going twice. Hear me?
8: Hey, there you are. Go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm in uh, Sparks, Nevada. And recently, probably like two or three weeks ago, we were coming off the freeway. Just, you know, normally going off the freeway. And I think we kind of cut this line, which we never heard of it before. I guess they call it a gore line.
1: I have never heard which, of that before.
8: Yeah, and we were coming off the freeway. And as we got off the freeway to get off a cop was behind us so just as we got to the bottom and the red light here goes the flashers so we went around the corner stopped off at a store and he pulled us over and there was no other you know no, there was nothing wrong with what we were doing he just said that we had crossed the gore line and we're like what's a gore line we had no idea what that's that was. probably
3: the single best answer you could have come up with and yeah. it's all about the look on your face too
8: yeah, and so he'd ask, and he goes, well, I guess, you know, when you get off the freeways, or you know that little white strip that shows a little space between... You know, when you get off the freeway?
3: It's the uh, it's the white, white lines that kind of X out a, an area. It shows that uh, you should have split off already. You should have already gone on yeah. the exit. I we
8: kind of only nicked it. We didn't really, like, really go into it. We just kind of, like, nicked <laughs> I it. I hung it out in it before. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and I'm like, I never knew that that was even against the law, though. And they said they gave us a $150 ticket. Jeez. because Yeah, because we had crossed that. And we're like, well, we weren't even aware. And I looked it, it up matter. online. Because I had to look up online to find out exactly what a gore line was. And they only enacted that law in Nevada in 2008. Mm.
1: Well, they need so money. It's like,
8: right. And I'm like, nobody, not like that I know of, because we asked several other people, and they didn't know what a gore line was either. It doesn't matter. So
1: Ignorance of the law is no excuse.
0: And the funny yeah. thing is, is that it's actually the two shoulders, and you're allowed to go into the shoulders. You know you're like to yeah,
8: it's just that space to get mm-hmm. off the freeway, and so, yep. you know we nicked it a little because we just realized, oh, we need to get off, but I mean we weren't like totally in it, and hmm. so and we told him, "Hey, we didn't know, but I'm like, now we got the, so we got to go to court, and I guess what we just say we're not guilty.
1: So uh, you have yet to go to court on this then.
8: Yeah, we're going to court in the middle of this month
1: well it just all depends i mean if you uh if you want to go to court if you know what the consequences are if you know that uh you know if like for instance here in new hampshire i thought i thought mark was going to get court uh, i thought you were going to get the fee applied to your ticket but they didn't uh, maybe it doesn't apply to traffic tickets maybe it's only to criminal charges that are well, but basically violated. this is
8: just to show up you know they they give you they give you the ticket and then they give you a court date to show up and I so would always court, do that one.
3: Decide. I'm of the opinion you should always go to the first one, if nothing yeah, else, because it gives them an opportunity to give you a lower offer. A better deal. I've gone in and with a, with a ticket in Massachusetts where the ticket was like 250 bucks, They cut it in half to make me go away.
8: Yeah, so basically, I mean, we I guess we just go in there and just say we're not guilty, I guess. That's, you know, that's they where I'd you. start. Yeah, because it's like we had no idea what a gore line was and yeah we've done that over the years we've always crossed those i never knew it was against the law to cross those i figured those were just you know just be on the safe side you know it's a
0: revenue you know producer for them and um i think though that oftentimes saying less is better admitting to nothing is always a good thing obviously
1: yeah don't answer questions if you can avoid it uh certainly don't admit to being guilty uh but it again, it depends on your knowledge of this of the system and how it works. It sounds like you don't know much about Nevada. Yeah, we, and, and we never got work.
8: pulled over for a ticket before, so this is new. Right, and so I would make general. Like
1: I, I can make general recommendations about what I would do,
3: but I'm not living in Nevada. I mean, I would also we have uh, Ian and I tend to have different kind of uh, uh, you know ideas behind taking things to court. I have no intention of paying these people money because I consider them evil. So I'm going to fight them in court because I consider what they're doing to be wrong. You want to get out of this if you can. I'm willing to go to jail if I have to. So we've got. Wait we're a working second. From a,
0: how many times have you gone to jail to fight tickets?
3: How many tickets? have I had, I guess, is what you're asking me. You've only I've, had this one. I've had two tickets. And well, you had the parking ticket. but They dropped, ticket, dropped that one. But that's because I took it to court. Right.
1: So if you do go not guilty, there is a chance they might, they might either come back to you with a better deal, like Mark was suggesting. There's also a chance that right before the trial they might even drop it. But there's also the chance they'll take you to trial and then slap on hundreds of dollars in court costs on top of it.
8: I yeah, don't know. Yeah, because I think it's kind of crazy, because we'd never heard of it before, and they only enacted it a couple of years ago, and yeah. who knows about it? I mean, they just pop up a law, and you're just supposed to assume you know about it. Sure. Oh, I'd love to see that happen, too. In court.
1: <laughs> I would, the, right. I'd love to see somebody go to court and just basically play the ignorance card and say, I, what yeah, the hell is this? Were... Gore what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how how could I be so, fined for this? And then, they, of course, they would try to drag out this ignorance of the law is no excuse. They'd probably convict you anyway, but it's, it'd be fun to watch.
0: So, Diane, do you have, did you by chance film... Uh, you getting the ticket?
8: Uh, no, we didn't film. But it's just weird because it's like we got off the freeway and the cop was just right behind us. And I don't know if he... The thing is, I don't think he was trailing because we weren't doing anything wrong until we just got off the op ramp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So well, as far as I'm concerned, you, as as I'm concerned you didn't do anything wrong, period. And I would I would say if, if you were willing to go all the way, then I would support that choice. But you have to understand that that... That path is fraught with risks. Uh, And if you don't know what those risks are in Nevada, then it would behoove you to discover what they are, to to look into court costs, to find out, maybe call the court and see if – sometimes you get a helpful bureaucrat that will actually answer questions. I don't know what it's like out there, but sometimes that happens. Where you can say, look, okay, if I'm found guilty, what happens? This, if you, if you've got the hunt, the $150 proposed fine right now, you, you call and say, okay, this says it's $150. What if I take this to trial? Are there any court costs that will be imposed upon this? Oh yeah, there's a 30% or there's $100 I mean, I- court costs.
8: I can understand paying a ticket because hey, I ran a red light. Because you know, I mean, I know that's wrong. But I mean, this is about. There's nothing something wrong really with that I with knew nothing There's about. There's nothing
1: wrong with. Wait a minute! No, they, I said, wait a minute! They've trained you to say things like that. There's nothing I mean, wrong I mean, with no, running I mean, a red not light safely. Wrong, but, I
8: mean, that's, that's, a, that's something you know that if no you run, you're, you're going to get a ticket, right? right. <laughs>
3: well, so, so the, you, you but, have knowledge. It's not like a that gore that's line. Right. I had no idea. Right, a core line. It's a trick. I agree. Diane, let us know what happens. And okay. good
1: luck. Thanks for the call okay, tonight. Thanks. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Knowledge is, in this case, uh, this power, uh, is power. Knowing a little bit can help a lot going to court, but you're probably still going to lose. Free Talk Live.
3: Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. and It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org.
1: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. Still time for you, your thoughts. You can bring up anything, 800-259-9231. We also invite you to our website at freetalklive.com, where you can enjoy the features on the site completely free. Uh, Once again, that is freetalklive.com. And those features include things like our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com
3: to see them, and if you're a lady listener, to get involved. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because, because attorneys cost too much, Jurisdictionary.com is the course for you. If you've got a ticket and you want to fight it, Jurisdictionary is for you. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know the court's rules, you're fighting in the dark. And I can tell you this is absolutely true. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It works in civil or criminal matters and state and federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD course is so easy. The average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com, download the free tools that they have there for you, the free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletters. Use the free legal dictionary, watch the free videos, and then buy the course, Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use, when you use the pull-down menu, mention Free Talk Live at the uh, the end of the buying process just to make sure that they know that you heard it here. Jurisdictionary.com.
1: All righty, let's continue with you and your phone calls. Ladies first, Helen is on the line, listening to WNYY in Ithaca, New York. Hello, Helen.
9: Hi, can you hear me? Wait, I think I've got you on speaker. Can you hear me okay? You sound
1: fine. Go well, ahead. This is
3: a darn good speaker. Okay. I've never heard a speaker sound so good.
9: Okay. Um, I just want to make a brief comment, and you guys can go do it if you choose to. Um, like, let's start at the top. We're talking about failures in the court system. Um, Obama appointed... This gentleman named Eric Holder, who has been in corporate law since the day, even before the day he left law school, and he has done nothing as the attorney general. Like, nothing. Like, there's a... That actually makes me happy. A,
0: <laughs> attorney generals can do a lot of harm, actually.
9: Well, there's been some pretty good ones. Lyndon Johnson appointed a very good one, and... um
1: what do you qualify Oops, as good?
9: Um, justice.
1: What does that mean?
9: Justice means fairness, means being equitable, means trying to search for the truth.
1: Okay, know, I'll, not, I'll just have to take your word that the system was not, more fair not and not equitable. than You yeah. know,
9: like I lived in Europe for a while, and they have a different civil law is different than common law. And we have an adversarial system. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoever has the most money, whoever can, you know, fight the best, argue the best, whatever, wins. And they are more truth speaking in Europe, in most countries. They're hybrid. Um, well, what missions. is it that you'd like to see? What I would like to see? I would like to see Eric Holder uh, doing his job. Like, all right, for for instance... Excuse me. I'm walking down the street. There is a Dan Siegelman. He was a former uh, governor of Alabama who was then, he was arrested, put in solitary confinement. He's still fighting these charges against him. And as far as I can understand, he's done no wrong. Um, He like reappointed someone who's been appointed like, four times in a row by even, like, a, he was a Democrat, the, uh, by Republican governors prior. And um, and he uh, uh, he's, he's still fighting this. this.
0: Well, there are also still hundreds of people in Guantanamo Bay that don't get to have any sort of legal representation. They haven't spoken yeah, to their getting, families. And Obama yeah. was going to close Guantanamo within his first year. So, I mean, he I, I don't think that there, I haven't seen any evidence of uh, justice or um, correct judicial. I agree I, with you, Michelle. I, or,
3: you I think the... Helen agrees, yeah.
1: Yeah, odds are good. Nothing's going to change uh, in a positive direction at the federal government level. I mean, this man's job is to do as he's told. Uh, he is, you know, following essentially orders, uh, whatever that means. And
9: you know, an Obama was supposed to be a constitutional law scholar. He was a professor at the University of Chicago. Like, what?
1: Well, so are the men and women at uh, in the Supreme Court. I mean, and uh, they they believe they're oh, interpreting the Constitution God. correctly, and and so you've got a situation. And Helen, thanks for the call. And I share I share your concerns. I mean, I want to see people have real access to real justice, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that would be great. Unfortunately, the government doesn't have the right set of incentives in order to provide that.
0: We don't even define crime or, or the same as the federal government or right. the state government. You and I would
1: define crime likely as another human being aggressing against somebody, possibly harming another person. Where there or, has to be a victim. Or destroying property or something yeah. like that. Yeah, where there's a victim. But uh, the government describes crime as anything we say is illegal. And that's a criminal act to them. I think victims are required. But a lot of people have been kind of... Brought into this idea that, well, if the government says it's illegal, then you're a bad person if you do it. I've been dealing with this in some of the comments uh, on the the police video that we posted up at freekeen.com yesterday where we busted this undercover cop. Some of the comments have been – well, how dare you do this? This man this young man was getting ready to commit a crime. This man in the car that was gonna allegedly sell drugs to this cop, and I said, Well no, the person committing the crime is the police officer because he's using deception for the purposes Entrapment. of putting people in a cage who've never harmed another person. That man is engaging in criminal activity mm-hmm. by my definition, but by somebody's definition who's just well, I just follow the law, it doesn't matter. Go ahead, put those Jews in that train car. It's the law. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Go Go ahead, put those escaped slaves back in Master's plantation. Kill those Indians. Too.
3: They're they're mm-hmm. they're breaking
1: the law. Right, and that and I even brought that point up, and they just kind of breezed right by it as though, That's well, you because know, because you're
3: debating with somebody online in a forum. Yeah. Well, I didn't debate for very
1: long. I just made one point and then and then stopped. But. It's just uh, not going to change in a positive direction in in the federal government. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter who gets elected uh, next year, unless I don't know maybe Ron Paul could do something, but I doubt it. Just because the whole system is so uh, so unwieldy, it is so oriented toward tyranny. If you think that
3: Obama's bad this term, he's going to get worse in the second term because he's going to have no opportunity to run for office again. At this point, he you know he he's still pandering a little little bit to the liberal base. He doesn't yeah. have to do that
1: next time. Just like George Bush. So one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 So I guess rather than hoping and crossing your fingers and hoping that the federal government will get, just find itself and it will finally come to uh, understanding and being more humane and, and more just, uh, yeah – Just focus on something more productive. Focus on making your life better. Focus on uh, improving your knowledge about liberty. Focus on maybe if you love freedom and you understand what liberty means, that is, you aren't supposed to harm other people and you should be able to live your life however you want, uh, that uh, maybe you should move to New Hampshire and get together with other people that are willing to do something to actually achieve liberty in our lifetime. And I think one of the most effective ways to do that would be to completely abolish uh, the involvement, any involvement with the federal government, cut ties completely, and then maybe if you just had one government in New Hampshire, not that I support that, but if you just had the, the, like the New Hampshire state government, maybe you'd have a chance of making that justice system, the monopoly justice system there, a little more just. Maybe you'd have a chance at a local level, but at the federal level, it's
3: a pie in the sky. I just don't see how anyone can have any kind of effect on the federal government um, in the, in the a- area of you know, seeing more justice. AJ is on the line in
1: Minnesota. AJ, you're listening to WNMT up north there. Hello there.
10: Hi, um, you know, I'm kind of a libertarian, too, but, um, you know, if somebody is breaking the traffic laws, running red lights, running stop signs, it could get pretty chaotic out there. It could. A lot of people could, I mean, you just made the comment, you should be able to do anything you want without, if you don't hurt somebody else, but, you know, if you keep doing activities like that, you are going to hurt somebody. Well, no, not if you're careful. Hold on. (laughs)
1: No, I'm sorry. If I if I come up to a red light and there's nobody coming and I can see both the you know the other directions that are the, the other three directions, uh, and I sure. know that I can run that red light, I'm going to do it. I mean, I usually come to a, a stop or very close to it before yeah. I do something like that. So I'm okay. not talking about just blowing through as traffic's going through the intersection. I'm talking about using discretion and uh, being aware and observant. But I'll let you come back here in a moment. You can make more uh, another point if you'd like. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Is free talk live? Bring up what you want, even in these remaining moments, maybe enough time for you and your thoughts. If you're already on the line, if you're not, you're probably SOL for tonight, but no, don't worry about it. We do this again tomorrow night, you can join us at that time, and of course, online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Uh, so you can again, freetalklive.com. A lot of the features there are free, by the way, including. The archives, if you've missed a moment, you can just click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the site. There's the uh, last week's worth at the the top of the site there. And then if you click into the archive section, you can go all the way back to late 2006. All of it uh, totally free for you at freetalklive.com. Coming up in about three weeks, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, June 20th through the 26th talk live will be broadcasting live throughout the entire event it's the biggest Liberty oriented event of 2011 and lots of people are going to be there hundreds of like-minded Liberty oriented people maybe over a thousand people uh, possibly attending pork fest this year last year was over 800 throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire week this year could be even bigger uh, As what I understand only rustic campsites are available at this point some RV sites also uh, available so the park hasn't sold out quite yet it's not too late to get yourself registered and get up here it's not too late to find a potential rideshare to save a few bucks on gas as you're coming up. Uh, there are ways to do that, as I understand it, over at Porkfest.com. But it's going to be great because you're going to be able to be around other like-minded people. Somebody posted a message over the Free State Project forums uh, recently, suggesting that you know he has never been to Porkfest before and he's worried because you know he doesn't know anybody and he doesn't want to be like the creepy guy that's all alone. And somebody had a great suggestion, and that was to uh, to volunteer at pork fest Uh, i believe you get your registration free if you volunteer but i'm not sure about that but at the very least it'll be a way for you to kind of plug in and to meet people because you meet the other volunteers Uh, you'll meet the people that are they're kind of running things and it'll give you a great opportunity to sort of integrate into uh, the community without the awkward first time stuff
0: yeah and you could also get a t-shirt that says i'm not the creepy guy
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a newbie. Talk to me. Actually, from what I understand, there's going to be uh, some icebreaker activities uh, this year as well. So that should kind of help uh, with new people that maybe aren't so voluntarily inclined But you can go to PorkFest.com to get registered today, and you can save 20% if you use our discount code FreeTalkLive. That's FreeTalkLive all run together as one word. Save 20% at PorkFest, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Lots of great liberty-oriented stuff going to be going on, but most importantly, it's being around other like-minded people and seeing what it's like to to be in that situation, to to be surrounded by liberty-minded folks, to see what the the brainstorming and the socializing is like when you actually agree with people on – you know, the main points that are important to you, and that is finding liberty in our lifetime. So porkfest.com. As we continue here, I believe AJ is still with us in Minnesota listening to WNMT. So, AJ, I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your thoughts out. Go ahead. Okay.
10: Um, I don't think everybody would be maybe as responsible as you running a red light or stoplight. And it would, um, you know, I just don't think it would work out. There has to be some sort of um, regulation. Well, and What, also, what, what do you mean things-
3: it would work out, I guess is what uh, my question is.
10: Well, I mean, you know, if one person's going through uh, a stop sign one way and one person's coming from the other direction goes through a stop sign. Sure, you need rules. What did they
0: do for thousands and thousands of years prior to stoplights and electricity?
10: But we didn't have cars. We didn't didn't have cars. um, Yes, yes, but there were
0: carts, there were horses, (laughs) there were, you know, so are you saying. That, that, it wasn't
10: quite as dangerous. Um, okay, so
0: as the as the level of danger has increased, then the need for more regulation has increased. Is that what you're saying?
10: Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I'm totally against um, helmet laws and seatbelt laws and stuff like that. But um, you know, there's, you know, I, I think if you had a um, a relative that um, was going um, killed by somebody running through a, a light, you know, it might make a difference. Also. Well- you know, have you ever have you ever had the experience where you've come up to a stop sign and you pulled out on the highway or turned onto the road and all of a sudden there's a car right there and you say oh my god I didn't see that
3: sure I've had that, that same experience sure.
10: yeah so if you're running if you if you come up to where there's a stop sign and the other person doesn't have to stop you know you know he has So there was a right study
3: done in Denmark um where they took all the I guess they took all the uh the signs down and the traffic lights out of this one particular town and they proved that over time that in fact there were fewer accidents not more they also showed that on roads that had fewer less signage and fewer sort of safety features like rails and guards, that people drove slower in a safer fashion because they didn't have, they didn't have these things to rely on. And one could make the, the, the uh, reductum ad absurdum point is if you want people to drive safely, put a giant gleaming metal spike in the center of their steering wheel. And then you'll find just how safely people can drive. Now, I'm not suggesting that there be no rules of the road. What I'm suggesting is that the organization that enforces those rules is uh, an organization that doesn't have your and my best interests at heart, that it can be difficult to... You know, be paying taxes uh, for police officers that could say be solving crimes that have gone unsolved in your in in your area while they're out looking for somebody who's rolled through a stop sign rather than coming to oh, a seriously. full and complete stop, and that that's the issues that we're talking about here. We're not sure. saying advocating to having a fifth of Jim Beam one hand, a cigarette yeah. with the other, steering with your toe, and driving ninety miles an hour. While I you could buzz totally
0: through. do that while putting on mascara, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, a- well, you know, so AJ. Now, one of the things that you didn't realize is that we believe in remedy. We absolutely believe that if you harm someone, that you owe restitution. Fully responsible. Absolutely. So if I, you know, if I am negligent and irresponsible in my driving and I hurt somebody, I am absolutely responsibility, absolutely responsible to make them whole. And um, financially, you know, for their physical injuries or their whether to their body, their car, whatever. So, so it's not as though we just think that this chaos ought to ensue and that no one's responsible for their behavior.
10: Hey AJ, any other thoughts? Um, yeah, um, and I've, you know, I've been, I've had a couple tickets and I've been pulled over a few other times. And not all cops are bad, you know. I mean, nope. some, some of them give you a break, you know. Well,
3: um, that's kind of that's. That, that, it's a bit of a trick that they use. Look, I, you know, that, that way they don't. They, that way you don't have this uh, angry feeling at them, and you don't take it to court. I'll just knock this this ticket down a, a few I'm miles. Doing an hour. Yeah. Thanks,
10: I'm doing you a favor. Thanks, AJ, for the call. Joy. Oh, I, I tell you what, I was I was totally drunk, and I was breaking all kinds of um, speeding and swerving. I got off. You
3: let me go. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you made it home safely. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate
1: ago. hearing from you. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have peace officers that would take somebody who's drunk home than issue them a ticket or they put did them that in a for cage. my
0: mom when I was a kid.
1: They did they did yeah. used to do that more often in the past mm-hmm. as I understand it. Uh let's continue with you and your thoughts though. 800-259-9231. We'll go to, I believe we've got Preston listening in Charlottesville. Preston, are you listening on WCHV tonight?
11: Uh, hi, I was listening uh, to a caller earlier that um, he proposed something about, like, insurance for tickets and stuff. And I was wondering, I, I know the country was basically founded to be a people's union, but is that even at all possible to make a, a people's union?
1: I don't really even understand what you're asking.
11: Um, like, you know how ironworkers have uh, a union to protect them from... Mm-hmm. Certain things, certain like certain uh, laws that the company would You should propose. be able to
1: form whatever sort of associations you want to with other people.
11: Why Why isn't there one of those yet? Because
0: you haven't started it yet. Yep.
11: Well, I could be the first, right? There yeah,
0: you go. You
1: could, you could very well be the first. So that's a great point, Michelle. People with people have all kinds of great ideas, but uh, how many people actually act on them? Mm-hmm. How many people actually move well, like forward?
3: Are they profitable? I think that would be the, the first well, question. It's, that's it's true. It, you know, all the great ideas in the world are difficult to implement if you can't make a living doing it.
11: Right, but the the main purpose, is, and it wouldn't be to be profitable. Obviously, you'd have to make some sort of money to pay uh, your representatives and your lawyers and whatnot, like that. But mm-hmm. As far as well, getting rich be- off of it, that wouldn't be the main concern.
1: No, I see where you're coming from. I mean, it's completely okay to come at something from uh-huh. a uh, public benefit kind of point of view, like to limit your costs and to limit the uh, the amount of money that, you know, if you don't want to take a paycheck from it, then that, that's fine. Uh, if you're still willing to do the work. But if there's a lot of work involved, then you should probably get compensated. I mean, if, if it takes a lot of work to administer sure. this union idea, then... If it's uh, a
3: full-time job, how you should be compensated the rent? Uh, in a full-time way. Yeah. If you've done something that's innovative, that provides the marketplace with something that has yet uh, been unseen, you deserve to be compensated in a manner that is unique um, because you have provided something that is unique.
1: Preston, are you listening on the radio tonight, by the way?
7: yes sir
3: thanks for the call I appreciate hearing from you let's talk to Captain Ned
1: uh, listening in Florida you're on Free Talk Live Ned you've got the last few uh, few moments here go quick
7: hey Michelle Mark and Nina. how are you doing today? great good go quick hey thanks for letting me run this gas and flag up the pole these uh, guys are going to be at the, all the kids at the dancing at TJ's tomorrow
1: Hmm. Thomas Jefferson Memorial Dance Party round three
7: absolutely wonderful I'd like to see uh, talking about mutual aid society and strength in numbers I'd like to see a seventy style biker thing support these kids man
1: Hell yeah, bring out the bikers. I'd love to That'd have them
7: awesome. out there. some and the assorted I think there are about
1: 3,000 people that have said on Facebook they're going to attend. I hope that we see actually 10% show up in reality, uh, and hopefully they'll at least triple their numbers uh, from last time. And we'll certainly let you know what we hear about that on tomorrow night's show. See you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keen is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at FreeKeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at FreeKeen.com. That's FreeKeen.com.